0: everybody, it's Schmitty. Another episode of Talking Schmidt. Today on the program, we got Nick Merlino. Nick is fucking newly married, and he's got a new sponsor, no longer with Foundation. And he's got some funny stories, so always good catching up with Nick. Last night, we premiered the China Banks video. Yeah. Had Arco and Camden out there boozing it, Ibiseta. There was actually, and I swear to God, people won't believe it, but there was 43 people in attendance. It was a nice intimate theater down on market. Steve Olsen was picking his nose at the friggin' skater. Don't kill the messenger, but I heard it'll be on the Thrasher website this Friday. Here comes the nice. Can't thank Frank and Arco enough for contributing in the way they did. We got Tommy Guerrero, Mark Gonzalez, Pat Duffy, Dennis Buznitz, Rainy Beres, Tristan Funkhauser. I mean, the box would sell alone just on the names, but it's, it's pretty cool. I'm pretty proud. Enough of me rambling, a little tired. Hope you enjoy the program. Thanks for the support, guys. Stay safe out there. Apparently there's a new wave of a variant, whatever. Mask up if you need to. Judge as little as you need to. And uh, just stay healthy and try to smile and laugh as much as possible. Big love, big, big love. What up? This is Clyde Singleton from WCRP on skateboarding. I want to give a shout out to
1: my man, Schmitty at Talking Schmidt. Catch me on that joint coming soon,
0: bitch. Yep. Oh, one last thing. Joe Valdez. Joe Valdez was in the house last night. Made me smile. Oh, and thanks to the SACTO crew, we had Matt Pales, we had Matt Rodriguez, and we had Ewan Bowman drive down from Sacramento. And a top contender for Sodi this year, Louis Lopez in the motherfucker.
1: Yee. And on down to your local shop.
2: Ask State Boards. Or visit all your conjuring needs
3: Tickety tack
2: Hey, it's Corey at Blue Plate, 3218 Mission Street Come see us Meatloaf, fried chicken, deviled eggs, dollar Olympia beers We're here every day of the week We got a garden and we got smiles on our faces Come let us make you happy What's up, everybody? I'm Nick Merlino, and welcome to Talkin' Schmidt. Holy cannoli.
0: It's cool, like, tonight is the night. Our big dog's in. Do we really want to be here? everything changed. We on? Schmitty? Talking Schmidt. Talking Schmidt, dude. <laughs> You're gonna come out different. <laughs> shit my pants, Wow. Your Rolodex is fucking deep. Holy shit. It's right. about the one. The one. The one. Who is this guy
1: thinks he's tough shit? What's up?
3: Come on, Schmitty. What the fuck? Tell the skateboard police to come get me. What is happening? I was here for Greg Smith. Yeah!
0: check this out my next guest has had a very busy year uh he had an interview in thrasher magazine a change of board sponsors a role in the jackass movie and most recently got married always fun to chat with nick merlino here he is kids nick merlino (laughs) what's up nick
2: what's up brother how are you
0: i'm really good man i just uh had a 4th of July uh, at the carnival for kind of a first time in my lifetime. We went to, to Pleasanton and just and just d- did that whole thing. Funnel cakes, ate as much crappy food as possible. It was pretty fun, though.
2: <laughs> Sounds ideal, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How are you? Tell me about this uh, wedding. Like, you just got married, like, probably less than a month ago, right?
2: Yeah, it was on uh, May 20th.
0: Okay. And hey, how how was the uh honeymoon? Where'd you guys go?
2: So we went to uh Maui in uh Hawaii and uh
0: always a favorite,
2: never been to Hawaii, period, so it was amazing. Oh,
0: no way, how have you never been to Hawaii?
2: Wow, Dude, I don't know. I was asking myself the same question once I got there. I was like, how come I've never been to this place? But wow. uh man, it was unreal. It was like I didn't want to love- leave.
0: I know. The water's killer. The weather's killer. The food's killer. Everything's good.
2: It seems like the waves always break good there, too.
0: Ah, uh, Do you surf?
2: A little bit, yeah.
0: Uh, uh, well, congratulations. Thanks, brother. I got married uh, coming up on a year ago. It was August 16th. No way. Yeah, so.
2: Congratulations to you, too.
0: Yeah, it's been good, dude. It's been helping me through the pandemic and all the weirdness that's been going on in the world. Like having yep. that solid person next to you is very, very key. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you, did you have to get a divorce? Did you get married on King of the Road?
2: <laughs>
3: no.
0: you
2: did? No. I wasn't one of those dudes, so no, I didn't have to get a divorce.
0: <laughs> I read your profile. It reads pro skater, actor, stuntman. Yeah. What's up with that? Does that cause a jackass?
2: Pretty much, yeah.
0: <laughs> did you do some stunts?
2: So, in the have you seen the new movie yet or no?
0: I did, yeah, I, yeah, I did see it. Okay,
2: the so most of it was the most of the stuff that I did was just like stunts, I guess you could say, where it was like you know, um, either skating or something that was like involved, like you know, like hurting yourself, <laughs> like of some in some sort of way, you know. So I call that like a stunt. You know what I mean? Like that's I don't know.
0: What was the gnarliest thing you had to do?
2: Um, The gnarliest thing I had to do. So there was a bunch of stuff that like we shot that they didn't use, but it actually a lot of it came out in the 4.5. But I'd say the gnarliest thing I had to do was uh, trying to think. Uh, mostly all of it was kind of fun. I would say like for me, the gnarliest thing would be like when I got naked around all those dudes and like there was this one scene where like they were like like two dudes were like everyone was butt naked, but they were like huddled up like in like this weird like the one dude was like grabbing the other dude's legs and they were rolling down <laughs> and I was like behind them doing a cartwheel just butt naked. Um, um. That was. That's probably the gnarliest thing I had to do just because I'm not really used to getting naked about around a bunch of other dudes. So.
0: Right. (laughs) Was it did it feel like similar vibes to King of the Road or was it a a higher level or a lower level or like what was it
2: like? Was pretty. it was pretty close to that? Yeah, I would compare it to that for sure. Okay. a little gnarlier, though, actually, there was like I don't we weren't really like with King of the Road, it was more so just like, you didn't really know what you're in for, but it was also like, not like, it's like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was like, skateboarding is pretty death defying. Like you can really hurt yourself with all the stunts we had to do. So, yeah, I guess it's pretty much the same because there was on King of the road. You obviously have to do stuff that doesn't involve skating. It's like, Hey, go check into this hotel, butt naked, wearing nothing but stickers. And yeah. Uh, yeah so I guess, yeah, I mean, it was pretty much the same. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Did you uh, did they take care of you? Was it like kind of like a little higher level living, like being on a set and stuff? Or is it just similar to normal life?
2: Oh, it was cool. Yeah, they took they hooked us up really good. Like, you know, we were treated like royalty pretty much when we were on set, you know, and everybody was cool. So
0: who's the coolest dude to hang with with that crew? Like you got what Johnny Knoxville, Dave England, uh, Pontius, like, you know,
2: Funny that you said Dave this, for the second dude, they're all pretty much cool to me. Like I liked everybody that I was on set with. Like nobody was gave me weird vibes or they were all really cool. But huh. I think the coolest was probably Dave England. I love him. Yeah, he, he's really cool.
0: Yeah, he's sick. We, we He li- lives down in Ohio and we spent some time in his yard. He's got the zip line and yeah. bikes and everything. Those guys are fun, man. I like those guys a lot.
2: Yeah, he invited me over for one of his birthdays and I his birthday's like right I think it's like I don't know if it's on New Year's or if it's like a day before New Year's or but uh yeah I went to his house and he's just super cool. Yeah, he has a zip line in his backyard and like it's just like ramps everywhere, I I think, or I can't really remember everything, but yeah, I know he has a zip line and he's just a really cool dude.
0: Right. Do you drink coffee? I do. What's your <laughs> what's your coffee regimen? Are you do you drink a lot of it or are you Just one cup a day or,
2: you know, I try to I try to like I've mellowed out a lot because I was drinking like a lot of coffee every day. And then, you know, I think it mellowed out over time. I usually drink like a cup or two a day and I like one of them hot in the morning. And then um, like midday, I'll drink an iced coffee.
0: Yeah, right around two or three o'clock, I get the fucking like. Uh, I need that second wind.
2: Yeah, I was I was drinking a lot more than that, though, man. I was drinking like four cups in the morning and then like, <laughs> it gave me like jitters, you know, so I like I was like, ah, I got to chill out on this, man. This isn't maybe this isn't the way to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> It'll definitely kick some anxiety. Were you born Nicholas or Nick?
2: Nicholas is on my birth certificate.
0: OK, what are some of your favorite nicknames? Favorite nickname. <laughs>
2: Nikki, uh, flex. I'm trying to think, uh, Mike used to call me the, the germ.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's one you've hated. What's one of the worst ones?
2: Probably the germ. I mean, every time I would get around Mike for some reason, I I feel like I was either like, I don't know if I was like allergic to him, but like I would always be super sneezing. Like every time I would be around him, I would sneeze a lot. So he would always call me the germ because like I would be around him and like,
0: yeah, man, I can't even imagine COVID situation. Uh, you were born in, born in Jersey?
2: I was, or actually I was, so I was born in Philly and I uh, lived there until I was like, I think five years old. And then uh, we moved to New Jersey, um, like, I guess when I was five and I lived there like my whole life.
0: Okay. What, uh, what kind of Jersey influences do you hold on to? What, what are some of the things that you like, you know? that you've taken from Jersey, like some of the skaters or foods or whatever.
2: So skating wise, I would probably say like, um, I shod. he's from New Jersey and yeah. that dude's the best.
0: Mm.
2: He's my favorite skateboarder. And then, uh, I don't know, I guess cooking. You could say like, I always like growing up, like my dad was always a beast at cooking. So I just kind of like, you know, I, I was just always tell him when I was younger, was like, "Yo man, you got to teach me how to do this so that like when you leave the planet one day, I like I'll know how to do this, you know?" Cuz I used to love the way he used to cook. I still do. Like he's still a great cook. And uh probably cooking. Yeah, I love the food in New Jersey. You can't really get like like I don't know, me personally, I, I don't really think there's there's that many good sandwich places. Like Jersey Mike's is like the only place you can go where like it's like a half decent sub or a cheesesteak out here, you know what I mean? Right. So the food, I miss a lot.
0: You got the tattoo, right?
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Was that your first tattoo?
2: No. You know what? It's funny. My first tattoo was this one, and I got it at Tampa. Was it a get-
0: re- oh, reason for living, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. You got that at Tampa, like off Schaefer or somebody?
2: or? So they give out free tattoos at Tampa a lot. And uh, the one year I went, I think this was like probably like in 2008 or something they were giving them out. And I was just like, dude, hook it up. But they had like a certain amount that you could get where free they had like the Tampa logo. Then they had this. And I was just like, can I just put like a, because they had a ribbon across going across it, but it was blank. And I was like, can I, you know, fill that in, you know, with what I wanted in there. And they were like, yeah. And uh, I think I tipped the dude like, 50 bucks or something but he did it for me and i was stoked on it it's my this is my first one yeah
0: oh sick how old were you
2: oh man i think i was like 20 man this must have been actually you know what? i think i was like 22 or maybe 21 somewhere in there and that age record anywhere from like 20 to 23 i think that's when i got my first one were you
0: into the jersey shore show with situation and snooki and all that or were you was were you anti
2: I watched it every day before I went to bed. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Why does everybody always ask me that? It's such a, like.
0: I mean, it was such a phenomenon. It represented your area. So I was wondering how you felt about it. I mean, like, you know, obviously we have things from our area that we're not stoked on, but things that we take a lot of pride in. So I just never know what, you know.
2: No, I I feel you. I'm just messing with you.
0: Somebody out there Uh, had their shirts off going like this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I hope I never came off to anybody like that.
0: Well, how does it all start for you? How do you, I mean, you get a skateboard at a young age. Like, do you get a Christmas present or like, how does it, how do you gravitate towards skating?
2: You know, so this is the story I usually tell when I, when people ask me this question. But uh, so when I was, I think I was in like fifth or sixth grade. This is when I really started getting into skating. I lived in Hamilton, New Jersey. And there was this kid that lived behind my house. Like he was like on the next street over, but uh, from my backyard, I could see this kid skating in front of his house. And uh, remember one day I just walked over to like, walked around the the street and walked over there. And I kind of started talking to him and he was skating and he had like a bunch of old, decks in his room and like old parts from just like taking them apart and gutting them and putting new stuff on. And remember I started talking to him and I thought it looked sick. Like I was, you know, I saw this kid skating almost every single day and I finally walked over there and talked to him and he built me a board from just like all these scrap parts that he had had. And uh, I just started riding it everywhere. And then I remember I started to really get into it from hanging out with this kid. And then for my birthday, I got a world industries complete, which was like my first, like good setup that was, you know, brand new, you know, that was like my first real setup. I think I had like a Nash when I was a kid or something when I was younger, like, cause I, I I got my first ever skateboard, I think when I was eight years old and that was like a Nash or something. But when Mm -hmm. I, when I really got into it, it was when I was in like fifth or sixth grade when I met this kid, cause it was just more of like a, like a fad to me back then or something, you know what I mean? When I was really young, like I didn't like, no, I even really liked it. I probably just wrote it around my block or something, maybe once or twice. Right. But yeah. And it, and it was cool. I got my first board. It was a picture. F- it was like the the graphic I remember was a a picture of flame boy flicking you off. And it was, I thought it was just badass. I was like, well, was sick. And then that was my first one.
0: Oh, okay. Who were some of your earliest like the notables? Did you see videos or magazines that like introduced you to pros or different people that ripped that you admired?
2: Absolutely. So that same kid that gave me that board, he was like everybody was super into zero. Like when I was when it was that time error for me. So um Jamie Thomas was like our biggest influence. I remember like he uh-huh. was the dude that was killing it at the time. I think. I forgot what part it was that I saw from him. Maybe it was was it Welcome to Hell. I can't even remember which part it was, but I remember it was just super iconic. And he was like the dude that was like the gnarliest at the time. So that was like our our dude that we were like we, everyone looked up to him.
0: Uh huh. Okay. Fuck yeah. And then what was your first sponsor? How did you get? Was it a shop or was it a wheels or what'd you get for first free shit?
2: My first sponsor ever was Ninja Bearings, actually. Oh.
0: How did that come about?
2: <laughs> From a shop sponsor that I had called Inertia, and they were out of Abseek in New Jersey. And uh, <laughs> it was dope, man. I remember- They I, sent I- them to
0: you in the mail. You get a little box of bearings.
2: Yeah, did, yeah. <laughs> Super hyped, man. It was cool. But they had uh, they had these really cool trade shows like where I grew up in Atlantic City, I, f- I forgot what they were called. Maybe they were called like ASR or something like, cause I yeah. remember they were surf and skating conventions. Mm-hmm. Like, dope, man. I got like, I got hooked up with some friends that like helped me put little sponsor me tapes together. And I would just walk around with this little handheld DVD player bugging the crap out of every company. Just like sponsor me, sponsor me. Like I want to ride for you guys. Like and I was just relentless little shit who like wouldn't take no for an answer. <laughs>
0: what what were you gravitating towards like mostly as you were progressing like were you trying to learn all the different flip tricks were you trying to go big like what was your mentality with skateboarding were you skating transitions like what was kind of most of your skating as you're early progressing
2: so i liked you know i liked jumping down stuff and you know i couldn't really do that right away that's something that you kind of have to like build up over time you know and kind of have to learn the basics before you can do stuff like that. But, uh, I knew that I wanted to be that kind of skater. I knew I wanted to like, when I saw dudes like do kink rails and like just any kind of handrail or jumping downstairs that blew me away when I was a kid. And I, okay. I knew that that's what I was into, you know?
0: So did you pick up a flat bar or something that you could learn how to like stay on and grind and do different things or how, what was your training ground?
2: Yeah. So You know, it was cool. There's this kid that lived in our hometown and uh, he had this like cement lot where Uh he like built all kinds of different stuff. I think he had like flat bank ramps on each side, but in the middle were like boxes, rails, and just like, I think like a bump over a trash can. It was sick, man. So that was like a really cool little area where we could go and just like practice and train or do whatever, you know, just chill, have fun.
0: Okay. Yeah. Was there a certain technique that you learned early on to like lock in or something that like maybe it's bigger wheels or certain shape wheels or notches in your truck or balance? Or was there something that kind of clicked where you're like, oh, I got confidence to take this to a, you know, a bigger than normal situation?
2: Not not really. Not for me. I feel like it was just. With time and practice, you learn how to do things like, you know, you learn how to lock heel side rather than toe side or like whatever. And uh, I, I think it was just something that was like tr- more like trial and error for me. You know, you had to just give it time and just figure it out, like just mm. play tricks and kind of see where you're at with it, you know? Okay. Yeah. W-
0: what was your first board sponsor?
2: My my first board sponsor was, I think it was, so I got hooked up with Dwindle Distribution when I was like, I want to say I was like 17, 16 or 17. And uh, I they wanted to give me, and I think it was, I think they wanted to give me world boards and I really wanted to ride Enjoy boards because Dwindle was, I think at the time, it was Darkstar, World Industries, Enjoy, and then maybe it was almost... I don't know, but either way I wanted to ride for enjoy and I got hooked up with enjoy flow, I think for like a little while through dindle, dwindle distribution. Oh yeah. Really.
0: Was Jerry still on or no?
2: I don't think so.
0: Yeah. It was after that.
2: You know what? It was, he was on, I'm sorry. It was that he was on. So it was Jerry Sue. It was pretty much all the old the OG crew. Yeah.
0: Okay. And then from that, what, did you get like a real, like that was just flow. And then you get like your first, like I'm part of this.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I went to, I went to Tampa as an enjoy flow rider. And then after that, I think I, so I rode for black label and they were like super hyped on me. They wanted to like, you know, they wanted to put me fully on the team. And then right around the same time, I think I was in Canada or something. And, uh, somebody had shown my sponsor me tape. I think, you know what? It was David Loy had showed my sponsor me tape to Andrew Reynolds. Shout out. And I got on, I got a call to ride for Baker. So I quit black label and rode for Baker flow, but uh, he was super hyped on me. And they took me on a trip to Australia. And I think that there was like talks of them putting me on. He wanted to put me on that didn't work out. And then I got hit up by foundation. It's kind of like, yeah,
0: what happened on the Australia trip? Was there something, did that just, did you guys not mesh with somebody or like, what happened? Did that kind of make or break Baker for you going on that trip?
2: I think so. Probably. I think, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really get along with uh, with Brayden too much. And then, um, I mean, I take full responsibility. I think it was more so just me being like a crazy kid feel like,
0: too much partying everybody
2: probably just yeah something like that or like you know i haven't drank in four years now oh God. damn yeah
0: <laughs> nice it's been like six for me i'm like on the on this same path just staying sweet folk. yeah i feel way better dude me too yeah it's
2: so good being sober man i love it like you can do it. you can do stuff so much better just
0: i just able- love waking up without a hangover
2: me too and I love that with more money in my account, you know, <laughs> Yeah, I'd be, broke man, when I'd be drinking, it was crazy how money would disappear on me. I would just be like, dude, where'd all my money go? And i realized like, damn, I spent a lot of money drinking yesterday or like just being stupid after I was done being drunk. Like something, well, you, know?
0: you, I don't know if you still are, but you were into gambling a lot too, right? Yeah, I was. So like drinking and gambling wasn't together. That's either a good like, yes, or a fuck. I fucking hit the horse races yesterday and won 12 bucks on two bucks. And I got that feeling. I was like, oh, let's go.
2: (laughs) Winner, winner, chicken dinner, right? Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I don't think so. Winner, winner, sheen dinner.
0: Yeah, dude.
2: I was always more into poker though like you know i mean i guess it did get kind of bad at one point but uh i mean i've never been like a gambler where i was like betting on slots or just betting on everything like there's gamblers who will bet on anything Mm -hmm. and everything they can get their chances to bet on you know Mm. but i always just liked to play hold'em and that was my thing and
0: texas hold'em
2: that's all i ever played
0: dude i love fucking the um dice one craps If I'm near a craps table, like just give me a certain amount of money that is okay for me to lose, but don't give me more if I lose it and ask for more. Like that's my rule. (laughs) So if I'm like, okay, I got a hundred bucks for tonight, that if I lose a hundred bucks, I still had fun and I can wake up tomorrow stoked, cool. But if I lose the hundred and I come at you with those eyes and like, let's use the ATM card, it's like, Fuck no. Get <laughs> let's go eat or get go to the room. <laughs>
2: like, yeah, you are it.
0: It's gnarly, man. I fucking love that shit. Like it's a vibe like if you're on a roll, it's hard to get out. It's
2: the best game in the house, too.
0: Mm, yeah, and and it's a party. Like it's social. Like you got yeah, like yeah. sometimes up to like 10 people at the table and you're winning off other people and other people are winning off you, so there's this bond. It's really cool. Okay. But it can get dangerous. <laughs>
2: <laughs> As gambling does, bro. Oh, my friend! Have
0: you ever been to jail?
2: I have for, like, just overnighters. You know, nothing, nothing like, never did any time or anything. Okay. Popped up for just, like, being drunk, you know?
0: Same, yeah, like, fucking drunk, take shit, yeah. So you, like, when you came back from Australia, are you kind of instantly to foundation or is there a gap where there's nothing going on for a while or how did that go?
2: There was a little gap, I think. Uh, so I was like looking for boards and uh, I was at um, a damn am contest in Costa Mesa. And I think it was maybe like, I don't know, like four or five months of, you know, nothing. And then I hit my hit me up at the damn am contest and asked me if I would want to ride for foundation. And uh, I was down you know, I wasn't getting words from anyone else. So
0: were you familiar with the team? Oh yeah, for sure. Were you friends with any of those guys yet or not till you got on?
2: I wasn't friends with any of them until I got on. Or, you know what? It's really cool. Cause, uh, Corey Duffel actually called me to ride for them too. What the fuck have you done? I, don't, I can't remember if that was before, or after Mike had approached me at the damn am, but, uh, I was down either way. Like I knew who Corey Duffel was. Obviously, he's my good friends now too. Obviously, and wow. um
0: Corey's the homie.
2: Dude, I love Corey. He's the best. Yeah, baby. Dude, yeah, he hit me up, and he was just like, "Yeah, man. Like, I don't know what happened with you and Baker. He's like, personally, I don't really give a fuck." But <laughs> I went for foundation, and I was just stoked on that. I was like, "Heck yeah, let's do this."
0: Yeah, Brad, would you say like, especially nowadays? If somebody wants to get sponsored or something, is the contest the way or is it get out there and bust and put together a fine or is it just be a fucking uh, celebrity on Instagram? Like, what is the way to do it nowadays?
2: They're skating.
0: Yeah. Like, if I'm a kid that I think I'm really good, how do I and I want, let's say I'm targeting real or whoever, like where? What's my path? Do I got to go win some contests, or do I got to get hella followers on Instagram, or do I got to put together the ultimate video package?
2: I, I think it's a little bit of everything, to be honest. Like Instagram, it's crazy what people are putting out on AM these days. Insane. It's so crazy. I don't like. It's insane because any like I see stuff daily where like I'm like, holy crap! Like this could be my ender for my next ten parts. Yeah. And it's like dudes are just putting that straight to Instagram, you know what I mean? But I think like in turn, that's what's helping a lot of guys a lot too, you know what I mean? Like people are, the whole world is able to see that right there at that moment, you know what I mean? Mm. So I think that that's good. It's bad and good because it's helping people get exposure to a point where it's like, holy crap, you know what I mean? But uh and then like yeah, like you know, entering contests is always good if you're a good contest skater and people can see that. And if you're posting that on Instagram, it's gonna help you a lot, you know. I think yeah. that's what it's down to these days is like contest skating and Instagram posts. <laughs> like
0: it seems like there's um at least one subdivision of just like influencer skaters that like there's these new skaters that like maybe aren't the most talented but for some reason they're really cool they got tons of followers and they're getting like photos just kind of portrait style and lifestyle photos they're not horrible on a skateboard but you know comparatively to other people and you see this and you're like is this the trend or is this just a trend
2: yeah no i i agree um yeah that's that's the power of social media you know i've seen dudes that were like they have like 500k following and i'll look through their pages or whatever and it's like what the fuck is that yeah like a kickflip over a up a curb or something and you're just like damn like this guy's killing it right now though you know what i mean and it's like like back in the day i felt like that's how it was it's like if you were the gnarliest dude you were getting the gnarliest paychecks and the gnarliest coverage and like it's really kind of like it's changed a lot social media has changed a lot of things you know Absolutely. you don't the gnarliest skateboarder anymore to like be getting the best deals or like to be getting hundreds of thousands of followers like it's crazy you know
0: what's the last uh, contest you skated in
2: It's a good question
0: <laughs> it's been a minute right
2: <laughs> it's been so long
0: did you ever skate in any of the street league qualifiers or any of that stuff
2: I've never done a street league or the qualifiers nothing
0: oh you know. uh, do
2: tour uh... you know what I think the, the last one I did was probably the Long Beach stop due tour where they came to Long Beach.
0: Did you skate in those ones where they would take the street over like they had one in SF? I'm pretty sure you skate in it, right? Yeah,
2: they have like the downhill ones. And those like, ones
0: are kind of sick. I was stoked were, on
2: those. I'm just like such a little bitch when it comes to like, I mean, like I love to bomb hills, but like when you're putting a street course in downhill, it's kind of <laughs> like dude, it's not.
0: It yeah, Sheckler went off on that Sheckler one.
2: Like I like had to like power slide and just like, I don't know, man, you're going, you're hucking down that shit. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Where
2: you're looking ass bro down these friggin' Hills, like trying to hit a 12 stair handrail. And you're just like, I was like overshooting these rails or like, cause you're going so fast. I don't even understand how dudes were killing it so hard. I had to like pace myself so hard when I was skating those kinds of contests. It's not what I was used to, but they're cool. They're so sick. Like, I couldn't believe what dudes were able to accomplish on those courses. Like, it yeah. was insane. You like know what I mean?
0: Flying off a ramp up onto those fucking containers and then down a railing and you're on a hill. So, you're like, momentum is just going faster and faster.
2: mean, dude, you're just cooking down these courses. Like, it was insane.
0: I I really like that one. And they picked the street. I think, fe- I think it's Harrison. I, I always mix it up, but it's the one that like you just look down the street and there's the Bay bridge. So it's super yeah. picturesque. It was cool. Super
2: uh, street right there.
0: What was your first foundation trip? Do you remember like uh, and tour or something?
2: You know, I don't remember the first foundation trip, but I do remember the most memorable one was probably the Thanksgiving tour. We went on. Where did it, you go? I think it was like, I'm pretty sure it was like Florida. And then like, we were in like Tallahassee. I just love down South because it's like, I like the food down there. The food is dope. Where
0: like, do you I, go with? You like, like the Cracker Barrel or, oh, or what? That's
2: what it was. we were in. Like, I'm pretty sure we were in like North and South Carolina, Florida. And then, um, One other state, I can't remember, but man, that was such a fun trip. Like, we were just, like, the food is awesome. Everybody was rad. We had good spots, good people, um, just a solid crew. Like, it was just fun being out there with your friends, you know?
0: It's funny you say that because I asked Corey Duffel a question, like, to send me a question for you. Oh, cool. He said to ask you about a time where you ate some hot wings in North Carolina. Yeah, (laughs) What
2: happened? I'll never forget those hot wings ever. So like, I'm used, to, I love hot wings.
0: I really like tacos.
2: I love Mr. Neil Blender, man. You know, and I, I love spicy food and they were kind of like, you know, like we, they took me to this place in South Carolina where they were known for like the hottest of the hottest hot wings in like the world almost. And uh, yeah, they had like, I think it was like 10 different peppers that they like grind in like this grinder. And then like, you know, they bread it with this, with these peppers and then they drench it with like ghost pepper sauce and like all these different hot sauces. And like the guys in there were like, yeah, if you can eat five of them, like buy you beers for the rest of the night. And like my, <laughs> my little punk ass at the time was like, I'll raise your five. Like let's make it 10. Or something. <laughs> dude." And like, I think I, uh, I think I got some like four or something or like three or four. And it was crazy, bro. Like, I was sweating. Like, I was, like, pale white. Like, my, I was, like, ghost white. You touch these wings, you can't touch anything else on your body or else you're, like, burning in that area. Like, I remember one of the, the vivid memories I had from eating these hot wings where I was, like, holy shit. Like, like I got to go wash my face. And, like, I went to, like, take a piss. And I think, like like, I knew that, like, I shouldn't be touching down there. But I think I, like nicked like the side of my wiener with like a little bit of this like with my hand or something and dude the whole rest of the night my my junk was just burning up and like (laughs) it didn't go away for like a day and like i got the shits for like three days my shit's taken care of like i remember like dan murphy he was writing for foundation at the time he was like pro for foundation at this time and like i like got drunk that night because it was saint patrick's day or something (laughs) like so i went out that night and I drank to like take the pain away and just got drunk and uh like I guess like apparently that night I don't I still don't remember this to this day but I woke up the next day and like my pants like my jeans had like shit on it (laughs) and I was just like I was like dude what the fuck is all this like what happened to me and he was just like dude you woke up out of your sleep last night and was shitting on things like you were like Shitting, you like you grabbed a towel from the bathroom and you were wiping your ass with it. <laughs> like I don't remember any of this, but then wow. like I in the bathroom and there's this just this shit towel that like <laughs> like I don't know, like I guess I wiped my ass with it because like I can I didn't even know I was doing this. I was drunk, you know what I mean at the time, but right swings were so hot that like it gave me like diarrhea or like I didn't even know what was going on. You know, I just knew that like my stomach it messed me up for like three days, bro. It was so bad. Fuck. Yeah,
0: (laughs) never again. Like the oops poops, where you think you're gonna fart and you just fucking shart your.
2: Absolutely. Uh,
0: Ah,
2: bad. These these wings. I'll never eat those hot wings again. I like spicy food, but that was way too spicy. Like, yeah, not worth it. Not worth it at all.
0: Talking about spicy, let's talk about that switch heel at Wallenberg.
2: Oh snap! That's going way back.
0: Yeah, man. It kind of. People sleep on that. It's that was that's fucking gnarly. Thanks, brother. Yeah. Uh, what was that whole day like? Talk talk to me about that experience.
2: That was one of the that was one of the pinnacle moments in my life. <laughs> really? I think so. I mean, that was it's one of the best days of my life. Like that was one of the Thrasher always puts on a show, which is sick. You know what I mean? Like they always have like to me, in my opinion, the cream of the crop contests. Mm. You know, It's jam session style, the style of contest that I like. You got everybody there watching. It's iconic. You know what I mean? Every iconic skateboarder is there. You know what I'm saying? Trying to get some. And it's like feeding off of energy like that. You know what I mean? The turbulence of like, wow.
0: Do you head towards it? This is Buster Bale we're talking about. Do you head towards it like fired up like i want to get some or are you nervous are you thinking about all the different elements like skating with like basically a path of people like this is a this isn't your average like i'm gonna go to fucking el toro and do this with a filmer this is like i got like mm, 250 people maybe around and and felper going ballistic like the whole thing like what what what's your mindset during it
2: So a little bit of everything that you said, you know, like, I feel like you're always a little nervous, but for the most part, you're there to get some, you know what I mean? Like, you know what you're there for, you know what I mean? You know what you're getting, you're signing up for. Yeah. You're just there to try to get it. Like every time I've ever went to one of those contests, you know, my mind is thinking like, Oh shit, like it's about to go off right now. You know, like shit's about to go down and it's on, it's on, every time they have one of those contests, it's had a gnarly spot. You know what I mean? It's at the spots that they pick are the spots they pick because they're gnarly.
0: Yeah.
1: It's not
2: like picking like an eight stair handrail or something. That's like, you can kind of get away from it's spots where it's like, make or break.
0: Uh-huh. and
2: It's like, you got to know that like, you're there to try to get your trick, but also kind of like you're putting your life on the line a little bit where you're just like, Oh shit. Like, You don't know what's going to happen, but you hope for the best, you know what I mean? And just go for it, I guess you could say.
0: Do you remember the first trick that got landed that day?
2: At Wallenberg? Uh, I want to say it was like... Man, wasn't it like the twins like both ollieing it together or something? I don't even remember who was the first trick. The first flip trick was probably... uh, I want to say it was like... Chris Cole, or maybe it wasn't, I don't know. Maybe a it, heel Lindsay Robertson heel flipped it really good.
0: Chris Cole back 360, right?
2: Back 360, switch front side flip. And so I
0: think it went like this Chris Cole backside 360, hit his head. Okay, and, and everyone because everyone was like, Chris Cole is gonna back 360. It like that was like what I mean. Mike Moe was claiming Nolly, and all he did was play basketball, but Chris Cole like goes backside 360 fucking hits his head and we're like, oh, no. And then next time, boom, bolts. And yeah, it was man. like, I mean, if you look at I always say this because fucking maze, all these people gave me shit. If you watch the clip from Long Lens, you just see me going. I'm like a kid in a candy shop, losing my shit, like happiest dude ever geeking out. But yeah, yeah. It, from that moment, it was like it's on. We got a fucking banger. Now the contest is a success, and then everybody just started putting. I mean, there was yeah. a lot of shit went down.
2: That's all it takes, man. One dude will set it off. Like from my experience, when I've been to those contests, that's all it takes. Like one dude will do something where it's like, they like, everyone's just in their mind, like, oh shit, like we got, I got to get this now, you know. And that's how it. That's what's sick about those contests. That's, that's why I was saying earlier, like. You feed off of people's energy at those contests where it's like, dude, a dude will do something sick, and you're just like, oh man, like I gotta get this now, like I gotta do this, you know?
0: Well, did you go there with the switch heel in mind, or did it kind of come up as you were there?
2: I think I went there. I went there a day before, and uh, I was. I went on that little three because you know how you could skate the three. Yeah. You ride on the side. I think I switch healed that like a hundred times or something. Oh okay times and just like kind of got ready for the 4 you know because we didn't I didn't have enough speed until that ramp got there right they had the fence up where it's like you had you had to like curve in super weird or something you know what i mean where it's like you couldn't really hit the 4 unless you had a ramp
0: right exactly um they put that fucking curb up but did, had you ever switch heel anything comparable to that
2: you know i tried to switch heel the love gap and i like stuck oh. one or something I, like, smacked my head really hard trying to switch heel to Love Gap, but uh, that's probably the only thing I've ever done that was as long as Wallenberg. I don't even know what's longer, to be honest. I think they're probably almost the same length. Love Gap really? and Wallenberg were pretty, pretty darn close. Yeah.
0: Okay. Is Wallenberg taller or are they about the same height?
2: They're about the same almost in everything, like height-wise, length-wise. They're pretty darn similar.
0: We gotta get Buzenets to go out there and me- measure them because he likes to measure the spots. We need the, <laughs> we need the acu- we need the fucking Wikipedia. Get,
2: get boozinets over there. I wanna say Love Gap is probably a little taller. Um, but it's smoother. You know what I mean? Like Wallenberg is a the ground is a little rougher there. You know what I mean? Still a good spot. It's just different asphalt. It's like Love Gap is made out of like granite marble and uh Dang it, boozenets, you're not going to be able to measure it anymore.
0: <laughs> it's down. Damn. Ah, uh, talk about the King of the Road experiences. That you definitely weren't afraid. Like you went in there and, and did a lot of shit for the team and stuff. Like, did you really enjoy that? Um, or what was your take on that stuff?
2: Best times of my life, man, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's so much fun. Like. Obviously there's stuff that you, you had to do on that, that you're not really too psyched on, but at the end of the day, like it made us all laugh. It's funny. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I got a, I got a lot of joy out of being on those Kings of the roads that I was on.
0: Uh-huh. Who was uh, someone in the van that was like, y- you got a hundred percent behind that guy. Like, fuck. Once the, you saw how they were on King of the road, Maybe you already respected him, but like that your respect grew like this dude's rad.
2: Cole, Cole Wilson. Cole, huh? Yeah, he's super gnarly, man. Um, and then just seeing him like as far as his skating goes, man, he was like the like probably the gnarliest rail skater I've ever seen in my life. But then like just seeing how down he was on King of the Road made it even that much gnarlier. I was like, wow, man, this guy's sick. You know, remember
0: when we went to uh, Cardi Rail Rail in San Francisco?
2: Yeah, I do. <laughs> Cole Webb. Cole way- Webb for it, dude. He he, but he handled it like a champ. Like when he, because when he sacked that rail, bro, he had like a ch- like he cherried his ball sack. I'm pretty sure we're like he had like cut his ball sack pretty much. Or like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just yeah. It, bro, like I don't know. A lot of dudes would probably not even skate the rest of the trip. He was just whatever he could do. He was trying to do it. You know,
0: for sure.
2: All the guys that are on foundation. Ground foundation for a reason. You know what I mean? It's not because they're slackers or they're not hard skaters. You know what I mean? They skate the hardest.
0: Yeah, it's kind of the working man's team, right? Like Dakota, all those dudes. I fucking I get. I love just when you guys come to town, I always try to hang out. It was great. Absolutely. Uh, And then what's like, how did you and Andy Roy become friends? It seems like such a interesting duo. And now. Another first impression with Andy fucking Roy.
3: Nick Merlino, dude. Foundation. When I first ran into Nick, was uh, when we, we were do- Brasher and Vice time were doing King of the Road. And uh, Foundation obviously was one of the teams. And fucking Nick Merlino w- was on the team. And uh, dude, he, he he was cool, man. Like, I, I liked him. He, he was rad. And i remember like sinclair you know the jokester that he is they like came up with like you know all the the crazy shit you gotta do in that book you know but uh he they had made up challenges that weren't even in the book and then they zeroed in on nick to do it and nick's like i gotta fucking do it you know and like Eat the bug. I don't know, like fucking catch a fly and fucking eat the bug, and like all they just had him do all like the fucked up shit. But he did it. You know what I mean? He fucking was down for it. It was for the fucking team. It was for the points. It was for what you do in King of the Road. You do whatever it takes to win. And like how down he was, like fuck, I'll do it. And then to go off and do a skating. Like I took off with those dudes, like to check on them, like. And watch them skate. We're in Sacramento at like the, I think it's Power Inn, one of those bigger skate parks with that full pipe thing. And they had to do a channel where you had to do like an, you know, he's like a street skater, but like, it was like you had to do like an invert and like hold him up. And he just did like this flapper andrek there holding him and he just fucking eat shit. He, he was just sick, dude. Like, he, he's a fucking rat skateboarder. And like, he was just down. Like, what I liked was like, how down he was for like, whatever it was, skating, fucking, I'll fucking eat, I'll get in a diaper and bomb down this hill. Like he was just down for the cause, you know? And like that, you, you know me, dude, like it, like I, I'm down for like the, the chaos and like what whatever it takes, dude, to fucking win. And like, fucking, he, he, he didn't hesitate. You know, he might bitch a little bit, but like, I'll do it, I'll do it, you know? And like, I had him on my podcast back in the day, and I, I think he might even been like my first guy on my podcast, but like he was down. Like I'll do, I got you, Andy. And like he, he's just a fucking rad, fucking human. You know what I mean? I, I just liked him. He's pretty sick, man. It, it's cool. Yeah. And then the one thing about Nick too, dude. Like he was like a partyer guy, dude. And it, it was like it's cool to see him like clean up and fucking stop doing what partying and drinking and like he just want like I, I remember talking to him he was just like dude i just want to skateboard you know like fuck all the other bullshit so i thought that was cool you know like cleaning it up and just go get get the fucking busy on the skateboard so that that was rad i think spending time together and uh he i think that he he liked that i was a little guy
2: kind of like him and he's like he's like yeah like he's like <laughs> You kill it. Ah, like, <laughs> he's rad, man. He's just psyched on skating. And I love that. You know what I mean?
0: Have you guys talked at all about sobriety at all?
2: You know, we have a little bit. Yeah.
0: Have you gone on any of these little trips he takes and stuff with some of his crew?
2: You know, I haven't done a trip with him, but I did a podcast with him, too, on his podcast. I
0: mean, y'all going to get this podcast.
2: And we talked about to- Friday. yeah man it's the best thing ever like you know when people are getting sober and they're trying to change their lives it's a great thing always you know and we've seen the results of that you know what I mean which is cool
0: it is cool I mean I always say no regrets like it's just from here forward you know what I mean like I did what I did and I, I don't look back at it any differently. I just look at the future and say I had to switch gears to keep it going. Like I got to a point where like the older you get shit happens and, yeah. you know, so switch it up and also just variety
2: to learn, brother, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, because I, I don't I don't, don't, don't want to
0: preach and I don't want to like tell people how to like whatever, like do your thing. Like I did my thing. I'm doing my thing and do yours like that's it.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I
0: agree. Um, it's cool. Andy's rad, dude. He's I I've known him for a long time, and I'm so proud of him because, I mean, much like Fred Gall too. Some of these guys are like they were like full on partyers that you were like they're just gonna party till they die, and like to see that they could pull it off, you just are like, I think for myself, it just gives inspiration to people that are struggling. Like fuck, if he can do it, maybe I can too when it's really hard and stuff, you know.
2: No, absolutely. Yeah, I agree.
0: one hundred. I like that shit. Um, Let's talk about your dad a little bit. Your dad's quite a character.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> what, he's uh, he's been a real big supporter. I mean, you've gotten him involved with some of the stuff, too, right?
2: I have. Yeah. I- I'm stoked that he was uh, he was down yeah. to be involved. You know,
0: did he kind of work as your agent at, a little bit or like what, what was his role? What's his role been in your life as an adult?
2: He, he's, he's tried to be, he's still like time <laughs> when he has ideas, bro. And it's pretty funny. Like, so here's a cool, funny example. Like the other day he actually hit me up and uh, he was talking to me about the orthodontist that I used to go to. The guy's name is Tenbrook, And he was, cause he drives Lyft for a living. You know what I mean? So he's always driving all over the place. And I guess the other day he had seen a billboard for the orthodontist that I go to. So he calls me up on the phone and he's like, Hey Nick, Like, he's like, well, let me do his voice. He's like, hey, Nick, he's like, listen, he's like, I'm driving by the Black Forest bike right now. He's like, he's like, and I seen a 10 Brook billboard. He's like, you think it'd be a good idea if we called him and (laughs) they you on one of his billboards? He's like, you're a jackass movie now, Nick. He's like, I'm pretty sure that they would want to use you on your billboard. And I'm just sitting there like, set it up, bro. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Wow, that's that's good, though.
2: Yeah, no, I, I love my dad, man. He's he's the best. He's always trying to support me in, in whatever ways he can. Um, but uh, it's just funny, man. It's crazy. Like the some of the ideas that he comes out with my my cousin always told me, he's like, yeah, he's still looking for that, that big payout. Like he's trying to like.
0: <laughs> hey, we all are. We all are. It's fucking Uh, what's one of your best burn dog memories. You travel a lot with Burnett.
2: Oh, yeah. Um. Burn dog man, that guy's the best. I'm trying to think of the be- one of the best memories. Oh, uh, it was actually on King of the Roads. So there was this day where we had the pizza when we were met up with the pizza team, and um, the, one of the challenges for the day was you could only eat pizza the whole day, right? So we get there, we're starting to bang out challenges, and uh, my dumbass forgets that we're only supposed to eat pizza. So I went into the van and I grabbed a banana. <laughs> it I took a bite and Don looks at me and he goes, what are you doing? And I'm just like what what do you mean? He's just like we're only supposed to eat pizza you moron <laughs> and I like threw this banana like I like really <laughs> they had already got it on film like one of the one of the viceland dudes like caught me on camera eating this banana. so I'm like shit so basically like I was caught. Burnett was there. He saw it. and He was like, I'll tell you what, because like if we if we messed that up, it was like a thousand points we would have lost for the day. It was a lot of points, bro. Uh. So Renette was like, I'll tell you what. He's like, if you throw it up right now, I'll disqualify that or like I'll like, you know, you'll the the, the thousand points will still be valid. Like you'll be good. So I'm like, word. And I just stuck my finger down my throat. <laughs> <and> just, ah! <laughs> But that was a rad Burnet moment right there. Like, I was super hyped because I thought I was going to cost the team. Like, we would have lost. I mean, we lost anyways, but that would have been like like yeah. the nail the coffin where we would have just known we were going to lose. You can't lose a 1,000 points or else. I don't know. We had, you, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm like, ah, we're done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> were, you, were you in the van when Tim Cicilino forgot to put the gas cap on the uh, generator?
2: I don't think so.
0: I guess the generator got put back in the van without the yeah, thing, and it, the gas spilled all you know, over. Everyone.
2: It spilled all over Mike's, <laughs> all over Mike's entire bag. I remember he, he had like a stack of Volcom jeans. He threw in the trash. I was like, I watched him throw them in the trash. He's like, he, he's just like throwing my jeans in the trash, Nick. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Because <laughs> there's damn gasoline all over it. <laughs>
0: oh my god I heard about that when I was like ooh Tim, come on bro
2: oh that was the worst thing I'd ever seen in my whole life
0: what's up with this new squad you got a new board sponsor what, what what's your deal right now
2: yeah so I ride for this company called siren skateboards um my buddy Jonathan and Darren are the guys that run the show and uh it's a Christian skateboarding company and uh it's right where love it they're so they're the warehouse is in California. I think it's like in orange County somewhere, but then um, Darren runs things from um, Oklahoma. I don't even know if that's a word. He's basically just like the financial, like he handles like all the financial stuff and then like decides who's going to ride for the team and stuff like that, you know?
0: And you guys got a team. We do. How many would anybody I would be familiar with?
2: Um, I don't know if it's anybody you'd be familiar with. The there's, One pro as far um, from what I remember. And then all the other people are Ams. And then I'm a pro for them. But I can't remember the dude's name right now. This is the guy we're looking for.
0: So is this like, what's the deal with the, is it heavily religious? Or is it that, is that the theme? Like, are you guys going to churches and stuff and doing demos for like, or like, what's the purpose?
2: So it's a, so yeah, that's basically like, i wouldn't say it's religious i would just say that it's like a company who honors christ and who loves jesus you know and we do lots of like skate missions where we like you know it's a part of this thing called malchus skate ministry where we're like we'll like travel and preach the gospel you know and try Mm. to share with people and uh i love it you just influence somebody
0: Has that been a part of your life for like your entire life or is that something new? Like, did you find Jesus with sobriety or like, how did this all come about?
2: So yeah, yes. And, uh, it was basically, so I've always, I grew up as a Christian. I just was never really walking with Christ until like a few years ago. And, um, it's something that like, you know, I knew that like, I wanted to just go like full throttle at, you know what I mean? And kind of just, um i wanted to do with my life so i love to like i just love to share with people you know what i mean in general Mm. and uh, i thought it was just an awesome opportunity to do it with siren skateboards because they already have a a skate ministry Mm. and yeah so i I guess it happened i got saved in the beginning of quarantine which was like 2019 uh, from there i just was you know trying to walk with the Lord, man, as much as I could. I wanted to be obedient and just kind of just give my life to Christ. And, uh, yeah, I, I think a lot of things, um, happened in my life that made me want to do so. One of them was, you know, getting sober. And then, you know, I had lots of, you know, things in my life where like, I was just like messing up all the time, bro. Like, you know, cause I grew up as a Christian, but I never really walked with Christ. So there was lots of times in my life where I just was not obedient with the Lord. And this was like an opportunity for me to to walk with Christ like obediently and just kind of like share with others as Christ, you know, did. And I know it's where I wanted to go with my life, man. I wanted to just do something that was different.
0: Okay. Was this like how did foundation end in this? Is that was there was there bitterness or was it a mutual?
2: No, no, no. I, I think this is kind of like So you can't skate forever, man. We obviously know that like, you're not going to be able to, to skate forever. I I left on really good terms. I just, uh, I didn't really want the responsibility of being a pro, like for like a a company anymore. You know what I mean? And I kind of wanted to do it to where I was just more so in skate ministry. And, uh, I had that opportunity with Siren to where I could just kind of be like a skate minister, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, there was no bitterness at all. I love all the guys at foundation. We're still bros still talk to a lot of the dudes all the time so oh rad so, yeah
0: okay and then i mean you just came out with like a pretty substantial interview in the mag. yeah and i think Stolling told me he's putting together a part with you
2: he is yeah i need so, to get i still need to get a couple more clips like i want to get like a couple wines or like i just need to fill out the timeline a little more so
0: we still got that Valparaiso set. If you want to come and switch, Ollie it.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you ever Have you ever looked at it?
2: Nah. You got You got to send me You got to send me pictures of it. I will.
0: Yeah. It's. I think you could do it. It's gnarly. It's not. It's no joke. Yeah. But have you looked at the San Jose double set too? The one Desenzio
2: kickflip. Mm,
0: oh yeah
2: the the my war. Yeah. Yeah. That thing's gnarly. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Uh, man, that's crazy. He did that.
0: I know it was it's fucking so good. Yeah. That was super heavy. Well, what, yeah. uh, so is that in the immediate future is kind of finishing up that video part?
2: Yeah. That's as like, as soon as I can get the clips and send them to Dan,
0: <laughs> is it pretty, it's pretty close to being done.
2: It's pretty much done. I just gotta like, I gotta fill out like a couple more like seconds on the timeline, you know? Because he said he could put it out now, but it's a short part. And I would like to make it just a little longer to where, like if I could add like a minute or like 30 seconds even, I'd be stoked, you know?
0: Okay. So maybe like a little line or something.
2: Yeah. Maybe a couple fillers or something. Because I have my banger already, you know?
0: Oh, perfect. Yeah. Once you get that, it's just like gravy. (laughs) (laughs) If we made a choose your own adventure book. What chapter in your life do you go back and change or is there no regrets?
2: No regrets. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm happy that Uh. I think that everything happens for a reason. And I don't believe in coincidences. You know, I think that I am where I am in life for a reason. And God put me here for a reason. You know,
0: mm. what's the most scared you've ever been?
2: Most scared I've ever been. Yeah been scared a lot of times oh you know what probably so i went out surfing i want to say this was like three years ago or two years ago and um i was out on a day where it was probably like almost triple overhead for me i went on on a really big day uh Uh, i got caught in a channel of waves where like i got pounded on for probably like 15 minutes and uh, i thought i was gonna drown to death like i was like literally making my peace like with my maker, like, Oh man, this might be
0: it. (laughs) I'll do that. Yep.
2: Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) I don't think I've ever been that scared in my life because I literally thought I was going to die.
0: Oh shit. I've had uh, not as gnarly as that, but I know what you're talking about. I've been in the ocean and I've been fucking terrified.
2: Yeah. Very scary.
0: (laughs) Without thinking too hard about it. What comes to mind when you think about your entire career, favorite skate photo yourself?
2: Ooh, you know, probably the front side flip that I just did recently, the front side flip photo in the mag. Yeah. Either that one or my first ad that I ever had was a, was a, um, a destructo ad. And I was doing this. I did a I front feebled like this 14 stair rail that was in uh, Pennsylvania somewhere. I don't even know where it is. My friend took me there.
0: But, but is it a um, destructo,
2: ad? destructo ad. Yeah.
0: Okay. And then uh, what about your favorite video clip?
2: My favorite video was probably it's. So my favorite video is the end, the birdhouse video. Mm. I loved Andrew Reynolds part in that. And I loved just his opening, like. Like his opening where he frontside was it was that in the end where he frontside flips over that like 14 serial. I think it's that it's either that or he fakie Caballeros over like uh I think he fakie Caballeros over this 12 sterile. but either that or like like something from that video. That's my favorite video, you know. I don't know. It's like hard to like put it put like my finger on one clip because there's just so many good ones, you know. Yeah.
0: No, I know. It's I was watching uh video days this morning. Um, somebody had made a reference to a, uh, a single trick that Mark had done in his uh blind video days part. So I was watching the part and I just instantly started smiling, going like, this is skateboarding. Duh. Like, it's still yeah. like the best just to watch Mark just having fun and enjoying like and doing like some crazy shit. He's no yeah. slouch, but like the way he does it and just it just breeds like fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's what skateboarding should be. Like, if you're not having fun, you're I don't get it. I don't get yeah, to, yeah. Like, the whole other side of it.
2: Oh, absolutely. I agree. And it's also just sick when dudes can make it look that easy. Like that's what blew me away about certain skateboarders in my life that I looked up to. I was just like, man, how is this guy able to do this trick on this spot, but make it look so magical. Like it's where it's just like, it's effortless, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. It's fucking cool. I remember <laughs> seeing him the very first time I saw Mark in person, it was like, Okay. duh! I, it's just so obvious. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I get it. If you look back like at the whole, you know, since you started getting sponsored and everything like early on, probably who gave you like some advice or helped you the most significantly to like, kind of like get on the path that you've taken.
2: Um, so to get me on the path that I've taken, man, um, you know, I've you know, gotten a lot of good advice from a lot of good people. It's kind of, I mean, Mike Sinclair was definitely one of them who's helped me in certain areas. And then, uh, no, a lot of people, a lot of my friends have helped me, man, over the years, but the one who's helped me the most is Jesus Christ, bro. Made me who I am today, which is great. You know?
0: All right. Well, what's the future hold for you? What, what are some goals that you're looking at? Like, are you and the wife, like you got, uh, Get, trying to buy a house. What, what are you trying to work on for the future?
2: Well, that's the next goal for sure. We're we're actually uh, we're looking into that right now, into buying a house, which is really cool and exciting because it's going to be my first home that I'm going to buy. SoCal? We're not sure yet. You know, we we were looking at houses like in a couple different areas, but uh, I think that the move might actually be back to the East Coast.
0: Oh, is where's she from?
2: She lives in, she grew up in Camarillo, California, her whole life. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Huh? Has she been to the East Coast? Because the weather's a little different out there.
2: She's been, I've taken her. Okay. Okay. She lives in my, so I grew up around all the seasons, you know, I'm used to it. And uh, she actually likes cold weather. She likes snow. She likes, you know, she goes snowboarding a bunch. So she's into cold weather and it doesn't bother her. Okay. And uh, it's something I think we could do, you know.
0: Well, besides um, besides skateboarding and religion, is there any other like, are you a fisherman? Is there any fun things you do on the side that you like to do? Or do you dabble with music or any of that stuff?
2: So I do. I, I actually um, I like to play the drums. I've played the drums for a long time in my life. And uh, oh, hey, I did not. I, I love playing drums. Yeah. It's all good. The best feeling. It's bro. such a
0: great way. It's like going to the gym, but fun. Yeah. <laughs> like you get yeah. it out.
2: You can take out all your frustrations and hostilities on it, you know, and just like, there's nothing like music's the best, man. I love music in general. I mean, who doesn't, right. But uh, that, and then I would say painting, painting has been really like a, a very therapeutic, just wonderful thing for me in the past couple of years. Oh, cool. Now I've actually been able to sustain, my, su- sustain myself with making money through art, which has been really cool.
0: No way. Fuck yeah. Yeah, man. Okay. Well, good uh oh man, that's great. Um
2: thanks, that
0: we always end the show with a a song request. So you got something?
2: Yeah, man. Uh dinosaur junior, just like heaven by dinosaur junior.
0: That's a that's a cover of a cure song. Yeah, that are you a dinosaur fan? Absolutely. Did you see the little documentary that just came out? No, I haven't. Dude, check Where's it. That it's at? good. Is, that, is it Netflix? No, it's I forget. It might be. I'm not sure. It might be Apple or something, but maybe Google it and find it. It just came out like uh probably no last way. month. Yeah, it's sick. It's like, you know, Lou and <laughs> Lou and Jay would like fight each other and then they broke up and then they got back together. It's kind
2: of like their whole story. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. Damn. I've seen Dinosaur a lot, man. I love them. They're so good.
2: That's sick, man. Y'all have to check that out for sure.
0: Well, dude, thanks so much for taking the time.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thank
0: you, brother. And if you ever come out this way, I got some spots yeah. for you. You know, yeah. and I'll send you some photos.
2: Yeah. You know what, man? Try I'm to gonna, hype it up. I'm going to be in Reading um, next month. So oh. who knows? maybe I could like take cruise a little down. cruise down to where you're at. And
0: I think check- that's like three <laughs> three maybe four hours i I forget how far it is yeah three hour drive i think
2: who knows man yeah that'd be sick i mean i love i love the bay area it's so sick it reminds me of the east coast a lot it's sick up there
0: yeah well do some house shopping while you everywhere you go you like you got to look at the paper see what the cost of living is there and figure it out because once once you make that purchase you're you're in it to win it
2: no for sure man i feel you on that Mm. Well, yeah, I yeah,
0: Nick, I wish you the best, man. And good to see you. Uh, hopefully we'll see each other in real life. I, I've i been yeah. kind of isolated for the last two years. I don't see that many people. I can't wait till like, I embrace people and, yeah. and do it in real, you know, together.
2: You're not alone there, brother. I feel like we've all been isolated the past couple of years with how the world's going, you know. So um, you're not alone, man. I, I feel your pain there and I would love to see you soon, dude. That'd be sick. And thanks for having me today, bro. I really appreciate this.
0: Fuck yeah. All right. Thanks, Nick.
2: Yes, Schmitty. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: we can pick up some merchandise like t-shirts, beanies, hats, and stickers. The website has an entire archive of all of the episodes, with extra photos and videos. Email us with any suggestions, comments, or ways that the show may have improved your life at talkingschmidt at gmail.com. All interviews are conducted, edited, and produced by Schmitty. The intro music is Mary's Cross by the band Nature. A very special shout-out goes to the executive director, Cheryl Camisa.
3: Shout-out. Love
1: it! This is Talking Schmidt, where the Rolodex is deep, but the conversation is deeper.
3: Keep the wheels greased.